Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What is going on, NBA draft fans? Your boys are back. The Wolves of Wall Street. Your favorite draft analyst, favorite draft analyst. My name is Corey Tulliba. I'm here, as always, with my guy, Albert Garbage Time Gim. We are the Draft Act NBA Draft Show on the No Ceilings NBA Network. Um, Albert, big day today. Fun episode. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. As much as I absolutely love potting just with you one-on-one, just the two of us. It's always nice when we can bring in visitors and special guests. And today we have a very special guest. So um, I'm going to quit talking and Corey, we can uh, go ahead and intro our guest. Yeah, we have um, USC's Drew Peterson with us today. Drew, what's going on, man? How you doing? How's it going? Uh, by the way, awesome intro with that Wolf of Wall Street stuff. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's, it's going well, though. It's going well. Yeah, uh, we we like to call these segments where we actually get like players on to like chop it up insider trading. You know, this is all about, you know, draft stock and, you know, fun little play on stuff. And, you know, Wolf of Wall Street is a little classic fun movie. So we got to we got to set the tone and bring the energy from the start. So uh, just a little background. Um, senior wing, 23 years old, listed at 6'9", 205. Um, is that accurate? Uh, yes, definitely the height. Uh, dropped a little weight as the season goes on naturally. I'm um, sure. sitting about, you know, 196, 197 right now. So, uh, but yeah, peaked at 205. Nice. Very nice. We're uh, having a great year, filling the stat sheet up 14.6 points per game, six and a half rebounds, nearly five assists, 1.1 steal, almost a block a game, shooting 46% from the floor, 37% from three, 75% from the line. So, um, you know, you could tell by your stat sheet that you've just been doing a little bit of everything this year. But for, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, you know, with Drew's game, how would you describe your game to somebody who hasn't watched? Uh, yeah, you know, I think what defines me is versatility. Um, you know, I think uh, I try to do a little bit of everything out there and I think I attack, uh, you know, offensively, whatever the defense gives me, you know, if you got a smaller guy on me, I like to kind of walk him down and, uh, bigger guy. I mean, I like to stretch him out and, uh, you know, space the floor and uh, try and attack him off the dribble. So I uh, try to do a little bit of everything. And uh, I think that's been uh, showcased this year and, you know, the last couple of seasons and, you know, I've tried to progress each year and I think that's what's happening. So uh, I'm excited. I, I just try and do whatever, the, whatever I can on the floor to help the team. Mm. Uh, Drew, actually as a follow-up question to that, <clears throat> um, Corey just went through your stat line awesome numbers, right? You're doing so much and the impact that you're bringing to the court every single time uh, you're on the floor of USC, it's palpable, right? And we're going to talk about different aspects of your game for sure. But I think, as Corey mentioned at the top, you are a senior, right? And you've spent a couple of years now in college, was wondering, you mentioned your versatility as being your strength. That's something that you really take a lot of pride in. Is, Is that something that's always been a part of your game? Or is that something that's kind of developed during your time in college and over the years? Um, you know, it's always been a focus of mine, obviously fine tuned it over the last few years and every year I, you know, the main goal is to progress. You know, I think some guys kind of, you know, uh, plateau a little bit and I, I've, I've hoped to progress every year and, you know, uh, like I said, fine tune my skills, but, uh, growing up, I know it's cliche, you know, watching LeBron though, you know, it's a guy where, um, you know, I, I tend to trend a little more to trying to, you know, be able to pass very well. And I think, you know, one of my strengths is be able to pass out of double teams and, uh, you know, find the open big. And, you know, I know that's such a key factor, especially at the next level with positionless basketball and where everything's trending. So um, I think it's always just been a goal of mine to impact the game any way I can. You know, hypothetically, I'm off shooting night. Hopefully, you know, I can get eight or nine assists and uh, and vice versa. And, you know, defensively, I think I've improved a lot over the last few years. So, um, like I said, you know, I try and pride myself on just, you know, being a plug-in piece and, you know, doing whatever I can to, you know, help a team out. Yeah, I think that's, you know, apparent in your game. And we're going to, you know, get into your passing later because there's some 
you got some sauce to you. Uh, before we do that, though, you're out in L.A. It's the winter. You uh, you grew up in in Illinois. You missing the Illinois winters right now? Nah, definitely <laughs> not. You know, we, we just came back from. Uh, what's funny? We just came back from Colorado and Utah, and uh, uh, you know, can't say it was too fun regarding the weather. Uh, I don't <laughs> mind the snow. I, I don't mind the snow, but um, the wind chill uh, getting down to near zero is not fun. And um, so it's good to be able to, you know, even earlier in my career at Rice, I was in Houston. So I've been used to the warm weather now for five years. So uh, it's great. It, it's been awesome, you know, uh, my entire career. As a, <laughs> as somebody who's currently living in Los Angeles as well, I have to say we've had one of the coldest winters we've had in a long time. I've only lived in L.A. now for five years, and this is the coldest it's ever been. And the amount of rain we've gotten has been unbelievable. So okay, yeah. in there, bro. <laughs> I, I heard the last four or five days were terrible. I was happy I actually missed that. It was one of our road trips. So it's <laughs> good. So what was the basketball like? Uh, like the basketball scene, like in Illinois, like growing up for you? Oh, it was good. You know, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of pride with Chicago basketball and the history behind it. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit north of the city, but, um, you know, with AAU and everything and, you know, my networking connections, uh, you know, I was down in the city, a good amount playing. And, you know, I got uh, great connections with all the players from out, around there. And um, so it's great to, uh, um, you know, be a part of that and grow up with that. Um, you know, where I'm from in the north suburbs, uh, a town called Libertyville, it's not as, you know, uh, relevant. Uh, you know, our uh, conference pride is Jalen Brunson from Stevenson. Um, so, uh, he was in, uh, he was a few years before me, uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman, but, um, you know, we had a lot of talent, um, you know, we had guys like Admiral Schofield in that class and, um, you know, other guys like that, uh, name. Yeah. Yeah. So to name a few, but, um, it's great. It's, it's awesome. Uh, um, you know, I really appreciate where I was from and how fortunate I was, uh, you know, to grow up in uh, that area and, uh, it's great. It's been a great progression throughout the whole career. Yeah, for sure. Were you, uh, were you a Bulls fan growing up? Where you're yeah, kind of yeah. like, yeah, a lot of guys yeah, once, we get, we get on here and they're like, ah, we didn't really had a team, but I loved LeBron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I was always a LeBron guy, but uh, the D Rose era uh, and the Bulls was awesome. So um, it's great to see that, and hoping the Bulls can honestly get back to that point. So yeah, you and me both. Um, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about your game a, a little bit, and. Normally we start with shooting and that's like a, a, a huge part of your game, but you, you touched on your passing. So we're going to switch it up because I think it's a really fun part of your game. And, you know, the, the vision that you show sometimes is, comes out of nowhere. You're like, wow, like that is a high level read where you thread the needle through, you know, a, a bunch of defenders in a tight space. What are you seeing when you make this pass yeah you know i think uh especially for that play specifically it's uh uh you know washington's a heavy zone team and you know mm -hmm. i think finding those soft spots where you know you can get just a glimpse of daylight with uh you know the pass if i if i can see it you know i'm all with the theory of you know kind of high volume high risk high reward sometimes you know trying to make those extra passes will lead to a couple more turnovers but at the end of the day you know you know nine assists three turnovers isn't you know uh too bad so Something like that is something where I'm really willing to take the risk if there's, uh, you know, a little glimpse of daylight and, uh, you know, I try and, you know, get there before the defender gets there. So it's uh, it's great. And, uh, you know, I try and uh, uh, my teammates trust me to make those reads. And uh, um, it's been awesome so far with the season being able to, you know, put guys in the right spots in that way. You know, Drew, when I was actually uh, writing the the piece about you, this was the act. This it was actually this game where I pulled a ton of your passing highlights. Like you had some wild ones. I think there was one in this game off of a off of a offensive rebound. You're kind of at the top of the key, and you threw this like behind the back hook pass to the big for like an easy layup. And just watching this game, and honestly, all of your games, it's been really interesting to watch the amount of trust that you've garnered with your coach and the team. You just mentioned, right, your teammates really trust you. And something that I notice is the connection that you have with guys like Trey White, guys like Kobe Johnson. It's been really interesting to watch. And before I did my deep dive of your game, it wasn't really something that I was expecting, right? But was wondering what, 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 What's been the progression like from your first year in USC till now with the amount of trust that you've gained with your coach, with your teammates, and what that whole process looks like? Yeah, I think it's definitely a comfortability thing. Um, you know, getting kind of a little bit more of a leash and stuff like that has been able to provide me with uh, a little more wiggle room with uh, making those extra plays and a little more confidence that, you know, 
worst case, even if it goes wrong, you know, it's, it's something that I'm trusted to do with the coach. And, you know, I think that, uh, like I said, it's high risk, high reward, but, um, sometimes, but I think, you know, uh, trying to make those plays is, uh, um, has benefited more than it's not this year. And, you know, there's some games where, you know, my coach tries to kind of, you know, tame it back and there's games where I know, you know, I, there's a little bit too many turnovers. And, um, so it's something where, you know, I've been able to build that trust, but also find the right balance going out through the year and, you know, um, fine tune even that aspect of my game where, um, I can be very kind of confident and, you know, almost, uh, careless, but in a good way with my passes to try and, you know, provide, you know, um, especially against teams like that zone up and really pack it in. There's, you know, a lot less space to work with a lot less, uh, um, kind of holes they provide. So it's something where I'm really trying to, you know, um, put our team in the best spots uh, as much as possible. That pass that, you know, we, you made against that Washington zone from, you know, the top of the key, you know, you're kind of hitting like the block, the like short porch guy. Like that's something typically like maybe you would do from the nail and you're doing it out at the three point line. How much does being six, nine and having that vision help? Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's key. You know, I think the biggest thing for me this past year or this year right now is, uh, especially with the double teams, I think that, um, you know, we're a great team that can work off those because um, even when you got a guy uh, that, you know, usually teams typical, typically double off the big, um, I can, you know, with a little bit of a jump, I can get it over top and find the opposite wing. And then uh, worst case, it's a swing, swing to the corner. And um, I think we can get, we can get a lot, we generate a lot of open threes, especially as of recent off of that. Um, So I think, uh, um, like I said, growing up watching LeBron, being able to pass with that size, I mean, it's just such a key and, you know, gives such an advantage to be able to, uh, you know, steer over the defense in those situations. And uh, in this next clip, there's a little bit of, of LeBron, uh, a little little showtime here. A little behind the oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was something I, 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 was, I saw a guy come behind me. I couldn't tell who it was, but I knew someone was going to be there and, uh, um, you know, I trusted him to make the play and, you know, thankfully he did. And, uh, you know, it was great. Uh, like I said, it's just, it's come with the season with building confidence and trust and, you know, my passing and, um, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, like to put on a little bit for the cameras, you know, so it, it, it was <laughs> nice. It was great. It was great. How much do those kind of plays like shift the momentum of a game for your team? Oh, it's great. You know, especially with the home crowd, you know, I think we've won like something like 15 in a row at home uh, or 14 in a row at home. So um, it's great to be able to get that and, you know, get the guys excited. And um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for us, uh, um, you know, we really pride ourselves on our defense, but the biggest thing for us is really playing loose offensively. I think I hope to show that those plays can help, um, you know, take those risks, you know, a guy that's hesitant to shoot, take that shot and um, something like that, you know, I hope kind of sparks like a, a swagger we have offensively. And I think that's what, you know, has found us a lot of success in the last few weeks. If if I can just follow up on what you just said about the looseness or the ethos of playing loose, right, with your team right now. I think that's something that really pops off the screen as well. And something that I noticed with you especially is um, Corey all the time talks about good process and the way that we play, right? And with shooters, <laughs> right, if you're a really good shooter, right, playing off the defense, making the right read after hitting a jump shot, knowing how to attack a closeout, right? But watching you, I, I think one of the things that I noticed a lot was you're really good about playing off of your shooting gravity, but also I felt like your movement off the ball was really important as well. And as you put yourself into better spots to catch the ball, whether it's on the baseline, dunker spot, wherever it may be, I felt like you've always from what I found at least thought you did a really good job of leveraging that not into just opportunities for yourself, but opportunities for your teammates as well. Do you think you could speak on kind of like the selflessness of moving and being active and being loose, as you mentioned, and get getting yourself in good positions for yourself and your teammates? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing uh, going off that is to say that I try to analyze the game and, you know, different, almost like chess moves where, if I can play off a closeout to get my team in a four on three on the opposite side, if I can draw two, then I've done my job. And uh, what I try and do is get it to a player then who can make the next read on that. And um, so I do anything I can to, uh, you know, you know, garner the defense's attention. And I think, uh, you know, playing off certain spots, uh, you know, where I can, uh, you know, like you said, in the Washington evening, it's a zone where just you can draw two people and then let the your team do the rest of the work. And kind of I try and make it as easy as I can when my teammate catches the ball to be able to play off another closeout or to, uh, you know, play off a two-on-one in the corner potentially. So um, anything I can do to leverage, you know, uh, um, yeah, like a leveraged position for our team uh, to continue that um, is my goal ultimately when I get the ball and whether that be shooting or passing off that. I'm just trying to find the advantages we can in each, you know, defensive format and 
uh, rotation that they get into. And, and I think as you continue to, you know, jump up levels like that connectivity, that like quick thinking 0.5 style is, you know, what really makes it hard for a defense to, to guard. And I think, you know, between yourself and Trey and like Kobe, like you guys have all of these guys that have like this great size and vision. Um, and it just seems like it's, you know, it would be really fun to play with you guys. And when you see the, that, that looseness, that freedom that you play with, uh, yeah, it seems like it's contagious and it would just be a lot of fun because everyone's getting to kind of touch the ball and, and it's not sticking, um, nearly as much, but outside of that also, like, you know, you got really good vision in the pick and roll. This is a couple of seasons ago, um, I think when when we look at like passing too, like you you mentioned being able to pass out of double teams and see the the weak side corner, like how important is it to like be able to go through your progressions, maybe not even in a pick and roll, but you know if you are in the post and cause you know these kind of scenarios where defenses kind of have to scramble out to shooters like this. Yeah, no, one hundred percent right. I think the game is. Uh... The biggest thing for me, especially since my first year of college, is I always heard the term, um, you know, have the game slow down for you. And as a freshman, I didn't really understand what that meant. Um, and even after my first year at USC, I think the game has slowed down each year uh, to where everything is, like you said, in those microseconds of where is the advantage. And, you know, I think being able to draw that big and, you know, for example, in this clip, uh, getting over that initial help and uh, having that uh, weak side defender have to, you know, help off Evan there. Um, I think it's just really key. And, you know, I, I try and find whoever's open. I, I understand that at a certain point, you know, if there's three guys to our two, someone's open. And sometimes I'll take that extra risk, extra risk, which sometimes doesn't pay off of uh, even jumping in the air and kind of analyzing it right there. And you know, sometimes it happens to throw it out of bounds off that. But um, <laughs> mo- most of the time, you know, I'm able to find that guy who's, you know, standing relatively wide open or to be able to create that two on one in the backside. And hopefully they can, uh, you know, finish off the job. But, um, I think the biggest thing for me as I've gone throughout my career is the game being able to slow down. And um, like I said, one of the main things I like to do even out of the post and smaller guards is just being able to walk guys down. I don't like to go necessarily even into quick moves as much because, you know, I walk guys down and wait till I can get the defense, the defense to make a decision on what they're going to do on me. And, you know, once that happens, I try and make the read and hopefully, uh, you know, create that advantage for the rest of my team. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I think you're, I mean, again, it, Albert touched on your your shooting gravity. I, I think you being a threat from like multiple spots on the floor, um, you could see how even in this clip where you start low and, and you pop up, like this is a very, you know, uh, an action you'll see at the next levels a lot where you're coming off, uh, uh, running off a bunch of a screens and, you know, they know that you're a threat to pass. You go right into another little, and you hit the roller seamlessly. Um, so, you know, I, I guess... Is this kind of something that you feel like has always come naturally to you where you can kind of read all of your different options on the floor and make these quick decisions? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's something that I feel like instinctually I have a good feel for. But once again, I think I've progressed a lot over my career and uh, being trusted to be put in these spots. And um, I think every single every year I've learned, you know, what to do against, you know, certain hard hedges or drop coverage. And I think I found better ways to attack it. I like to ask questions and, you know, really – analyze each microsecond on a big guy and, you know, analyzing each second of when you can find a guy who's out of position or the next guy will have a better position. So for example, this clip, you know, the, the big, I thought was too far up and, you know, I can get, I had two guys basically occupied and, you know, um, we had Vince there who um, made a great playoff catching it and uh, had a smaller guard rotate on the weak side. So um, it's something that um, I think just goes back to the game slowing down for me. And um, um, with me kind of studying coverages and stuff like that, it's, uh, it's been great uh, this year for um, trying to help put my teammates in the right position. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew, you, you've, been, you've been talking about how, you know, when you first transitioned into college, you, there was kind of a jump. Then you went to USC, you felt like there was a bit of a jump and you can't, you were telling us how, you know, you, you're trying to feel the game out, try to slow things down, right? Watching what we just watched, right? And on, honestly, your coaches trusted you in a lot of pick and roll sets this year, either with Iwachuku or even at times with, you know, with like uh, Kobe Johnson or Trey White or whatever, right? I, I, I was just thinking, as you're running through these types of sets, that type of action, whatever, um, you talked about how on the next level, there's an importance um, in terms of versatility, right? Positionless, positionless basketball. Do you ever think about how, you know, the type of stuff that you're doing now in college, how that's going to have, I, I know you want to focus on the season at hand. You want to have a good close out a good part of your career here at USC, but do you ever think about the next step? Do you ever think about the next level and how all the stuff that you're doing right now is going to have an effect on how you perform on the next level? Yeah, definitely. You know, obviously, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm focused on the season right now. But, um, you know, as I watch the NBA and kind of understand the transition to how the game is played with, you know, not necessarily any position, just you have five guys on the floor. Um, and, you know, my height and skill set, I think, you know, it gives me a lot of excitement to understand how I could kind of fit in on a team. And um, like I said, be a plug in piece. I think that you could put me in a lot of different spots. And um, um, a lot of the game is just analyzing once again, going from four on threes to three on twos to two on ones. And then eventually that last guy takes that open three in the corner. Um, so I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be a good piece regarding that. And I think I have a good knowledge of the game and um, I'm excited to kind of see that next step. And um, like I said, it's different with a guy who's a little bit older. Um, you know, I think the difference is, you know, I'm not as much a uh, guy who's raw and who's going to uh, take a while to get used to everything. I think, you know, with my knowledge, you know, there's going to be obviously a learning curve, but I think I'm experienced enough. and. Um, bring, you know, a sense of, you know, yeah, like I said, experience to, uh, you know, wherever I will end up. So um, I'm really ready to take that next step and um, hopefully showcase, you know, kind of those tools that I have. So we're, we're going to move on to your shooting in a minute, but I do want to do, you know, show one last uh, passing clip because you, you did touch on sometimes, you know, your creativity, uh, you kind of, you know, it, sometimes it's a little too much, but what I kind of love about this clip is, you know, even though it results in a turnover, I love the confidence that you have. Uh, and, and I love, you know, the vision. And clearly you have the trust and the freedom that you're like, I can throw this and I'm not going to get, you know, pulled immediately necessarily. At, at what point did you feel confident enough that, you know, you could kind of do a, you know, an, an over the head, no look, you know, pass to a cutter? Yeah, definitely. It's actually one of the first times I've seen that clip because I was just so just like uh, uh, cringe when I think about it <laughs> that it went right to the big. I asked around, I was like, how did they get stolen? I thought he was wide open. And then I realized the big was right over there. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's something I've gone gotten throughout the season. And, you know, I think it's another thing where um, you kind of uh, I'm really trying to put my teammates in the right positions. And, and, you know, sometimes I think it's high risk, high reward. And I get a little too flashy, but I think uh, you know, at certain points where you see guys like, you know, Jokic and stuff like that making those plays, um, you know, it's something that I'm trying to um, also kind of build as I go. You know, I'm trying to understand it and feel those kind of passes out as I go. You know, uh, as we watched earlier, the, the behind the back worked out. That one didn't. Um, and I'm gaining more trust by the game and making those harder uh, and higher difficulty passes. So, um, yeah, like, you know, this one didn't work out as well. But um, I think it just adds to the point of, you know, another, you know, let's say, like data point uh help calibrate my passing. So it, it's great. You know, it's been, it's been, um, it's been awesome to be able to have that trust for my coach to not get pulled right away for that. I don't remember if I did or not. I don't think I did, but um, it's been great, especially uh, um, just, yeah, having that trust for my team and coaches to be able to, you know, make those type of plays. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and again, like you, you have the, the creativity, the vision, you have the trust. Sometimes it works out and you can't make those passes if, if you don't try them. Right. So like exactly. some of them exactly. are, some of them won't work out immediately. Right, let's, let's talk about your shooting. Um, because I think, you know, the, the thing at, at your height, you know, being a, a guy who's 
knocking down a high percentage of of shots at high volume, you know, that's going to be something that is a real selling point for for your game. And, um, you know, I, I think that ability to serve off of the ball and not have to do everything on the ball, and you could do a little bit of that, and we have some clips that we'll show in a little bit. But right away, you know, if you, you're playing at the next level, wherever that is, you might be playing off a, a guy who's a, making $100 million somewhere to do that job. So, you know, how important is it for you to, to be, you know, a guy night in, night out who can space the floor and, and be a threat to open up driving lanes for your teammates? Yeah, I mean, that's that's my number one priority right now. And, you know, it's something that um, is, is clearly obvious to where the game's trending. And, you know, um, with, you know, everyone, which, how much I've watched and who I've talked to. And um, obviously, you're, you're 100% correct in that there's going to be guys getting paid a lot more to handle the ball. And, you know, I'm going to be ready to, you know, I think that's almost where um, I'm as dangerous, where I'm either going to be ready to spot up or even more so attack those closeouts. I think that's something where I'm going to be put in positions to really make plays and, um, I'll be the guy in the receiving end of getting that four on three on the other side and then, you know, transition that in the next advantage. So, um, you know, I really um, it's something where this year, too, you know, I, the last few years, I think I've shot 38, 41 and now 37 from three. And uh, I think this year, especially, I've increased my difficulty with those three pointers a lot of off the dribble. And I think that's a huge thing of where I have a, a good framework and it's something I, I really work with. And. Also, I think this year I've really cleaned up the shot form I have. You know, I think over the last couple of years that's kind of been a question, and um, I had a little bit more of a hitch, and now I have a higher release, and uh, I think it looks a lot smoother. And um, so I think all those factors show that you know I'm putting together a good you know structure with my shooting, and you know I'm kind of ready for that um, understanding of you know I'm going to be sitting in the corner a lot and being ready to play off other guys. So I think it's uh, it's something where I'm I'm really ready for that process, and that's my main focus. I, I do want to say really quickly, Drew, I, I think what you mentioned is really, really important, right? The fact that at least you're taking these shots, at least you have or you're you're in the frame of mind where you're willing to put up these types of shots. And like you mentioned, like I think the biggest thing, if we look at your career stats in college, your percentages have gone up pretty much every year. From your freshman year, you're at 29 to 32 to 38 to 41. And then this year, you're at 37. But as you mentioned, the overall difficulty of the types of shots that you're taking are a lot harder this year, in my opinion, a lot off the dribble. And I think that's the type of stuff where I feel like an NBA front office, they're going to see oh, this guy isn't just standing in the corner taking wide open threes, but he's doing this off of combo moves. He's doing this off of the pick and roll. He's doing this with the ball in his hands, doing other things. Also, as we just mentioned, we did a whole segment on your passing. And I and I feel like all this goes back to that versatility piece, right? Whether it's uh, the passing or the defense or the handle or whatever, like there's so many layers to your game. And I think even your shooting, I think a lot of people might be like, oh, he's a really good shooter. But even that statement alone, I think could be a little reductive right because of the different different types of shots you're taking and stuff like that so I, I think it's important to know that you're not just catching in the corner putting up jump shots yeah yeah no, i totally mean agree <laughs> oh yeah sorry sorry no like <laughs> I was just, I, yeah I was, yeah you go ahead go ahead no no you go ahead you, you explain we'll we'll get into this in a minute i was just gonna say a brief a brief thing is like even like i think two clips ago shown um or last clip from two years ago my shot looks completely different than it did um, in a better, I think it's a lot higher release and it, um, it looks a lot smoother. So I think that's, you know, part of my progression with my shot that, um, you know, I've been very happy with. Yeah. Cause this is, this one right here is super smooth and not only is it smooth, but you're being chased around by Jalen Clark, who we did one of these with, who is averaging closest three steals a game and is, you know, probably the best defender in college basketball at playing those passing lanes. Um, so when you have a guy like Jalen Clark, whose you know job is to make sure that you're not running off of movement shots like this, uh, you know what what do you approach that game? You know, going into it, knowing that you know he's going to be chasing you around, hounding you, and and how, how do you approach scenarios like this where you know you got to kind of do little flares and run guys off different screens and do all that little crafty, crafty stuff to to get open. Yeah, I think it's an awesome challenge to be able to, you know, be a part of and, you know, obviously understanding that, you know, his number one job, like you said, is to, you know, keep the ball out of my hands. And, you know, that he tries to, you know, I've had many games where he denies and he really just tries to, you know, kind of make a lot of the other guys score. So it's it's another year where I think I've found more creative ways to, I think actually I think I've seen like analytically my best part of the year has been coming off screens like that. 
And uh, I think that uh, it's something that um, I've been able to find success in. And I trust a lot more than I used to with, you know, I, lo I love coming off these uh, screens and, you know, my, uh, the bigs like Josh and Vince do great jobs of uh, um, setting them and coach Enfield draws up great place to be able to find space. Cause it's something where uh, with a little bit more focus this year, I have to get more creative with how I get touches and how I get shots. So um, uh, we found a lot of success this year with that. So um, we're hoping to continue that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I trust, uh, uh, to be put in the right spots with that stuff. And these are high level difficulty of shots. And I, I think that, you know, understanding when you're coming off movement like this, the, it, it kind of keeps the defense in a frenzy and, you know, you touched on it, Albert touched on it earlier. Like it also opens up, you know, different passing opportunities as guys sell out to, to kind of crash onto you and, you know, maybe your defender loses sight. And now the big has to come in, you know, close out and help and you know now you could just make you know nice easy reads and I think that's reflected in the fact that you're you know putting up almost five assists a game um going back to you know this clip from a couple of seasons ago and you know you mentioned your 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 form is a little bit different but but even still you know you you're playing a nice little two-man game and I'm, I'm highlighting this clip because you're playing that two-man game with Evan Mobley who you know was a, a top three pick in the draft um, and you know, it shows like that you can seamlessly fit into and play off of a guy who's, you know, one of the best players on his team. So what was it like playing with Evan, um, and, you know, seeing, you know, him develop over the last couple of years? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, uh, especially it was my first year there and coming in and I was just like, you know, this kid's definitely going to be something. And uh, you, you could notice that on day one, you know, with uh, the energy and just seeing how he plays and how easy everything came to him. And, um, you know, even the biggest thing for him, I thought, was that he was just so unselfish. Um, there were games, uh, you know, even to a fall where there, there were games at halftime where a coach would have to beg him to shoot more shots and tell him, like, you know, you're, you're way better than the guy guarding you. Um, so I think, you know, to give him credit, that's, that's something that not a lot of guys with that amount of publicity and hype and – uh, media has. And I think that's just what makes him such a, even at, uh, you know, with the Cavaliers and the NBA, such like a, another level valuable of a plug-in piece where he can do anything on the court, including just be a star in every category. So um, it was uh, obviously really fun to be able, to be able to play with him for a full year and, uh, you know, see him develop. And it's been awesome to see him, uh, you know, just these past couple of years in the NBA and just crush it. So it's really cool. Uh, first thing I wanted to say was from the clip we just saw, clearly your jump shot has gotten a lot smoother, a lot prettier. So I <laughs> yeah. wanted to give you some credit there. But uh, just to piggyback <clears throat> off of what Corey said, playing with a guy like Evan Mobley, like obviously, dude, you're going to be ambitious for yourself. You want to play well. You want to do things well as well. But do you was there ever any pressure? You mentioned that he was such a highly touted prospect, a guy that was being discussed at the very top of the NBA draft. Did you ever have any moments, whether it was you or your teammates, where you felt like you didn't want to mess things up for him? And once again, like that's like a weird way to think about it because you're just trying to play your own game. But as you mentioned, there's so much media attention for a guy like that. Is that ever in your mind? Or was he just so cool where he was like, dude, like I'm just a part of the team type of thing? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm saying as genuine as I can. He's as, you know, normal a guy and uh, n like level-headed as it comes. And, you know, he, he never really talked about that stuff. And, you know, you could even call him a little bit quieter than the average guy. And um, he, he, he took care of business and he made it so easy for us because he put us in so many good spots. And um, looking back on it, I always think my first year, how easy it was to get open shots and play off those advantages that he'd create. And it's just and now being in like, you know, obviously not as similar as having being Evan Mobley, but, you know, being put into the double teams, you know, I realized how much attention he actually drew uh, a couple of years ago. So, um, but he is as good of a guy, a level-headed as a guy and, uh, and everything to that aspect to where, you know, like we said, he's completely unselfish and we'd have to beg him to shoot the ball more. And uh, so it was more of just making that, um, that big elite eight run that we did that really put the pressure on us as we you know got going. But uh, he, he really kept everything calm and steered the ship for us. What is the atmosphere like just, you know, or what do you feel before games like that? I mean, you know, you, you as a kid, you grow up like your dream playing March Madness, right? Like as you continue to, to win games and, and play in those types of scenarios, what is that like? You know, is there like an, an inner kid in you that's just like, holy shit, like I'm, I get to do this? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think especially because you know I wasn't necessarily the biggest recruit out of high school um, when I first got to it, and I was you know it was during COVID, and you know we were stuck in a hotel for a few weeks in the bubble. But uh, it was there's definitely a, a few self reflection moments where I'm like, wow, this is like crazy that I'm in this situation, and uh, especially my first year year at USC, and you know it couldn't have gone any better. And um, it was uh, it's something where I really try and even to today uh, remember you know like that little kid. Uh, who was really, you know, even wanting to, you know, I remember getting, uh, being in certain spots in like uh, vacation where we'd run into like a, you know, a division three basketball team. And I'd be like, Oh, can I get all your autographs, all this stuff. And um, so it, it's something where, you know, I've really appreciated, you know, um, every year of progression and where I've got to. And, you know, sometimes I forget that and I try and really reflect and understand, you know, how far I've come. So it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, and, you know, getting to experience that is, is cool to see diving back into your game. I, I think it would be unfair to just label you as like a, a guy who has to spot up off the ball or, or run off movement because there's, there's some creation aspects to your game that are, are really fun. So you have this seems to be one of kind of like your go-to moves where you use your size to back guys down and, uh, kind of hit a little little turnaround jumper over them where does this come from um you know i think it was a lot of uh a lot of work over the last uh as i've started to find through my game i think a big thing i've started to work on that <clears throat> i don't necessarily get, think it's teach enough maybe it's harder as a uh, a younger kid to get taught this but um shooting off balance i think it's a huge part of people's games that um is key for development. I think, you know, I, I use a drill that I heard Kawhi Leonard does a lot where um, I warm up every day with, you know, kind of five spots of um, three makes going right on my, my right shoulder fadeaways and three makes going left shoulder fadeaways. And um, I think a lot of the game is, you know, I'm, and I know there's a lot of catch and shoot opportunities nowadays, you know, with uh, a lot of good creators, but a lot of the games, you know, you're not getting your pass right in your shooting pocket and you, you know, you got to step to the left and you got to, you know, you're coming off a little bit to the right and you, you lose balance a little bit. So I think, you know, working on being off balance for shots is um, a really beneficial thing that's helped me and um, creates that extra bit of uh, uh, a time where, you know, I can use my height to really just rise up even without necessarily creating too much space over a guy who's six four. So um, it's something that I've really um, worked on the last few years. And uh, I think it's an important part of uh, kind of developing a shot and all that stuff. Now, I, I know you started the season at 205. I think just watching your clips going back a couple of years to to this year, I think you just, outside of you looking like you changed your shot mechanics, I think you also physically look stronger. Mm-hmm. How much right. does you know that kind of like extra strength kind of help in these kind of scenarios where maybe the difference in getting off a clean look is like dipping your shoulder into the defender's chest and getting that like extra maybe millisecond of, of separation? Yeah, yeah. Every every little aspect is important, and that was one of the main things I got in feedback of uh, testing the draft process last year. Is you know putting on that little bit more weight. Um, I was doing the I ended the season and did the draft process at about 183 last year. Um, like I said, I'm about 196 ish right now. So um, uh, and then I'm sure once the season will end and you know it kind of slows down with uh, the full games, I can get back to that 205, 210 range. So. Um, but yeah, it's, it's every advantage possible. You know, I think that's, and that's one thing where, you know, I've forced teams to have to double because, you know, I try to, if you play me one-on-one, be able to walk guys down. And um, I kind of try and prevent, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, even when I'd post up my first year here, um, guys would be able to take charges. You know, I wouldn't, I'd have to kind of lean more into it, but now I can, uh, you know, almost like, <clears throat> you know, I watch Luca play a lot and, you know, he just basically, you know, gets to his spots without necessarily being overly athletic with just like, you know, his physicality and, uh, the angles he takes with uh, walking guys down. So um, it's something that it gives you every advantage. And if I can get a guy to, uh, you know, get in his back heels a little bit, that's when I can turn around and, um, you know, get that shot off before, you know, he can kind of even uh, get out to, you know, reach the angle. So um, the physicality's helped me a lot. And, you know, I think outside offensively, even defensively, it's been able to help me uh, guard the bigger positions and really uh, put that chest into people when they drive. Yeah. This is a tough shot. Like Alan Flanagan's that uh, he's a, strong dude yeah he's a, he's a tough defender physical guy and you're able to you know back a guy like him down and you know use that finesse that footwork and and shoot over the top who are there guys like in the M- nba that you model your your game after you know you kind of mentioned like lebron and and, and luca are there, are there any other guys that you you've 
watched, you know, on a random Thursday and you're like, oh, I, I'm going to try to insert that into my game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely guys um, like uh, um, Huerter, Kevin Huerter and uh, other guys that, you know, um, I see their shot creation, be able to play off closeouts and stuff like that. And um, just guys that are able to do a little bit of everything. I admire guys who can make an impact anyway on the floor, especially, uh, you know, playing off closeouts and, um, uh, you know, make that, that right read and stuff like that. So that's, that's a guy I've looked at a lot. And um, just once again, any guy that can be a high level plug in piece, I think uh, is a guy who I try to model my game after. I, I do want to say, Drew, um, watching your game, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, just cause you're a guest on our pod, I'm not going to lie and say that I think you have like the tightest handle in the world or anything <laughs> like that. But we, we've talked about your size. Uh, we've talked about the strength that you've added, but I, I did want to say like, even when you're running the pick and roll and just overall, when I watch your game, even in one-on-one -on -one situations, I, I do think you have a pretty good handle. And so I did want to ask a little bit about that. Um, I feel like it might be an underrated aspect of your game as well. Um, if you can speak a little bit to how much you're working on that handle as well and how much you want to continue to work on that uh, as you want to continue to grow and blossom your game on the next level as well yeah i think that's uh it's a a, a big focus for me uh, you know right outside of you know three-point shooting and weight i think that's the next thing on my agenda to really tighten up and really be trusted um because you know any advantage i can give and you know getting from you know a random playmaker to a secondary playmaker to a primary playmaker or, you know, wherever a team needs me in that regard, I think, you know, starts with being able to um, hold your own, especially against smaller guards and quicker guards, you know, at the next level. Um, so I think that uh, the progression of my handle has been great, you know, <laughs> going back and seeing high school clips and freshman year clips of me, it's just, uh, um, it's night and day to see uh, uh, those two things, especially regarding my handle and uh, being able to be trusted this year with ISOs against bigs and, uh, where you have to break down guys. It's not about a back down at that point. You have to break down guys step by step. And uh, I think creating those dribble moves is something I've really trusted this year where um, I used to be very uh, pick one direction and go, but now I've been able to trust like, oh, I can slow down a little bit and kind of read each, you know, foot footstep the guy takes and attack that exact uh, direction. So um, uh, like you said, the handle's one of my priorities and, you know, it's right after, you know, three-point shooting and wait for me. Yeah, I I think, you know, like when the interesting, you know, kind of little micro detail that that you mentioned towards the end there is like zeroing in on like attacking a guy's top foot or, or, or little things like that. You know, at, at what point like did that kind of thing slow down for you where instead of just kind of reacting and attacking, you were able to kind of feel like you were playing, you know, kind of patient with pace and you can kind of. <laughs> be comfortable owning the spots that you're trying to get to while also taking advantage of like the discrepancies a defender might be making in, in their stance. Yeah. I think it honestly might've even happened halfway through this year where um, I think because of the size mismatches, I got a little reliance on going to the post. And I think uh, once we got to conference play, I, um, I realized that, you know, like I said, my strengths are more trying to create off closeouts and off finding angles and gaps and, certain things like that. And that's something where I was really working on um, in practice. And uh, I found success uh, attacking, you know, um, in certain clips against, you know, teams like Washington State, you know, where they have uh, bigger guys. And um, I have a few clips with that that um, kind of showcase that. But uh, I think that, once again, developing that, that handle, just, uh, just seeing the micro advantages I've already gotten from it. And I know there's so much more room to work with my handle. I know that if I can take that to the next level uh, regarding practicing that, it can really open up even more aspects to my game. Yeah, love that. Um, let's shift over to defense. And I'm going to start it out by playing two clips against UCLA because I think they do a really good job of showing off not only your versatility as a defender, but also um, your IQ on, on that side of the floor. Uh, so this first one, you know, you're starting on the ball on Tyre Campbell, you know, a point guard. And, you know, you kind of show off everything you're looking for as far as being an on-ball defender, right? Like you're fighting through a screen on a, a very big screener. You get over and, and you finish the play by using your length to to block the shot at the hoop. So um, when, when you're on a, a guard like this, um, 
what is is your mindset in, in in trying to take their strengths away? Uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that because um, what I've actually found over the last, you know, um, you know, probably like I said uh, to the handle halfway through the season is I really like guarding the littler guards. I, I like being matched up on a point guard. Um, I guarded Wendell Green from Auburn, um, Tiger, and uh, KJ Simpson from Colorado. A lot of these quick guards that um, you know these uh, guys who put their other players in a good position and. Um, you know, if the big doesn't help over, you know, a guy like Tiger, who's, you know, one of the best point guards in the country um, can just, you know, piece by piece break down a defense. And so um, I really like to be matched up on him because I can give him a step and I can still recover with my length and stuff like that. And like in the clip shown. Um, so it's great that uh, um, I just, I, you know, I really like being matched up on point guards. <laughs> it's something that I found <laughs> I, I have more success with. Um, I think that um, I'm good at, yeah, like I said, keeping that space and, um, if they get to a shot, it can contest late and maybe even block it and, uh, you know, still make up room when they try and get to the hoop. So, um, it's something that I really have a lot of fun guarding, uh, positions that are like, you know, the one or the two or most of the one. Yeah. Do you think that, um, people kind of underrate your ability as a defender? And is, is that something that, uh, you know, I'm sure like growing up going to tournaments and, you know, the, the, the white shooter label, you know, probably, <laughs> you know, on the other end, they're like, oh, let's target this guy. Um, is that something that, you know, you've kind of found throughout, uh, your, your career? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I think, uh, I've, I've gotten, uh, and I honestly, back in the day, rightfully so I got attacked when I was a bad <laughs> defender. and, uh, you know, I think over the last couple of seasons, I've really locked in on it. And, um, I think coming with the physicality I've added, I've gotten quicker. I've gotten more athletic. Um, you know, I've started to do dunks. I've never thought I could do ever in my life. So, um, I think just, you know, being able to, and, and I think another aspect is just, uh, kind of understanding, you know, how to play defense. I've gotten a lot more steals and blocks than I ever have. And, you know, uh, especially watching a guy like Kobe Johnson, who's my teammate, who's, you know, another great defender in our league, um, seeing how he does things of reading a back line and, um, you know, being able to take away the passing lanes and stuff like that. Um, but I think I, I really pride myself on my on-ball defense. I think my on-ball defense has gotten a lot better. And um, I actually, for the first point in my career, these last, you know, this last year, I've been having like, you know, priding myself on having fun on defense. It's uh, it used to be a job, but I really started to enjoy uh, reaping the benefits off. You know, being able to shut down guys like hypothetically Tiger and other point guards. If I can say, I think um, you mentioned it before, right? All of this kind of comes back to what you're hoping will be your calling card on the next level, right? The versatility piece, right? And watching, and just from watching your tape, I think the biggest thing that I noticed, and you mentioned it too, I think even some of your off-ball stuff. I think um, I actually we. I don't think we have his measurements, right? But it seems like your wingspan is pretty, pretty long. Do you know how how big your wingspan is? Uh, I think it was like six ten and a half. At, okay. uh, and like you know when I measured uh, pre-draft stuff, that's pretty good. I don't, I don't, I don't exactly remember. I think that I think that was it. It was like mm -hmm. an inch over my height or something. Like that's that, pretty yeah. good. But I, I think it's overall, not the JJ Reddick negative. You're right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But but I will say, like, you know, I, I think the anticipation stuff is there. You mentioned, right? And like even in the clip that we watched, Tiger Campbell, as you mentioned, is one of the best point guards in the league and a guy who is really good at using his his pace and his quickness, but he can shoot it as well. Um, but you know, before you mentioned that you've been working really hard to get stronger, right? And you mentioned how it's helped you on the defensive side as well. Can you go into a little bit more detail on some of the ways that you're feeling a difference with the added muscle and the weight on the, the defensive side of the ball? Uh, yeah, it's something where, you know, I think in my past, uh, my goal playing defense was just to maintain and uh, kind of just hold my own. And I think that um, I've gotten to a point where I really feel confident when the ball comes to my guy, like, oh, I invite try and make a play and it's something where um i've had a lot of fun playing defense this year and i think the physicality is being able to help me guard all different types of positions and <clears throat> and being able to match up one to four you know like we said in the nba you know you're going to get switch and you got guys in the league who get attacked and put in pick and rolls and switches just to get attacked and um, i think i've gotten to a point where i really can hold my own and um i get excited to go against you know unique matches and you know um i don't think many guys would invite like quicker guards but I prefer to be put against a quicker guard because I feel like um, that's the best matchup for me. So um, I'm really excited to uh, continue to add weight and continue to get more athletic. And um, the biggest thing for me every year is progressing every year, like I said, not plateauing. And I think that, you know, as, as I add seven to eight pounds every year, there's just so many avenues that I can open up. Um, and I think the biggest kind of exponential growth 
over this last year and where I have to um, get to is defense where I really think I can become a good defender. So, yeah. What is the like difference in how you approach defense where we saw you guard a quick guard like Tiger Campbell earlier. And now, you know, you have a guy like Tabellis who has you in the post um, and just noticing, you know, you're, you're kind of bodying up playing with your chest and you're, you're kind of poking and prodding the ball. Uh, so, so what is like your strategy, you know, when, when you do get a switch here against a guy who 20 and 10, you know, really good scorer and, and especially in the post, um, how do you approach this kind of matchup, even if it's, you know, just maybe something on switches or, or, or whatnot? Yeah. You know, he's a great player and obviously very crafty with how he plays. Um, I try and just get him as off balance as I can, um, with providing physicality early. Um, you know, my coach even gets on me because I sometimes go over too many back taps. Um, I, I, I call it an attribute of mine, but, you know, uh, <laughs> they don't like me always to kind of cop out to that. But um, I think I got uh, Carlson on one of those last game and um, at Utah. And uh, um, it's great. You know, I try and really just be physical and, you know, like, like in that clip, get him off balance and hopefully, you know, put him in a disservice to, you know, what he usually tries to do. So um, I think uh, the added weight is really going to continue to help enforce that. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, going back to the UCLA game, um, and, and this is, you know, what I touched on earlier where I think it shows kind of like your understanding of the scouting report and your basketball IQ on on this side of the floor. You know, we saw you in a ball screen action earlier where you were fighting over the screen and, you know, trying to recover. And here you're on, um, you know, a guy who is, maybe you're a little bit more comfortable leaving open. So is this part of the game plan to go under against a guy like Jalen Clark, um, where you're, you're kind of okay, where if he hits that, you'll live with it where instead of, you know, and, and you can beat him if he does get downhill. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think uh, there's certain guys that, you know, we're trying to get under the ball screens and I thought I got rolled down a little bit too much. Um, it's something where I don't like to give that much space um, even for certain scout things like that. Um, but there's definitely some, uh, personnel things that we like to do uh, regarding that. Um, but uh, I think it, you know, unfortunately, I think he had a three to win that game later in the, in the, in the night. So, you know, there's uh, there's two sides to it, but there's definitely some personnel things where I try and get under the screens. And I think for this instance, it uh, didn't work out or worked out for the shot, but I got rolled down a little bit too much, but um, I definitely like to play by the person and, uh, Coach trusts me to kind of read getting over slash under the ball screens and um, certain things like that, or gapping up a little bit more off a non-shooter. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Drew, you know, we're talking about the defensive side of the ball, and you've guarded point guards to wings to bigs and everyone all across the board. Wondering, and maybe this might be a harder question for you to answer, but wondering, you've, you've played at USC for a couple of years now. Who was, like, one of the really tough guys that you've had to guard that it kind of stuck with you over the years where you're like damn that guy gave me a really tough time <laughs> yeah um i think uh a game last year uh richardson gave us uh, we we've typically on oregon uh richardson we typically do well of but there was one game at home where they just crushed us and he played very well um uh where he just had, i think i don't know maybe he had 25 but he was in threes everywhere. He's got a, a little bit of a loose handle, so yeah. I was working that game. Um, so not necessarily like the player uh, um, success for him has, you know, always killed us, but that performance specifically did really well. Um, you know, obviously when Duarte was here, he he was really hard to guard. And um, trying to think if there's any others. Uh, That's the second. Matherin. Yeah, the D- Matherin and, and Duarte, Duarte are the. Yeah. Are the, the two guys who uh, have been Jim mentioned Clark. when we asked this question before where, you know, it's like, yeah, they were, they could do a lot. Um, yeah. One of the guys who, who you've had to guard and I thought you did a good job on this is again, this is back um, your first year uh, is a guy who's having a lot of success in the league this year as a rookie. And, and that's Jalen Williams. Uh, what was he like guarding him? Uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you can see the potential there and uh, something where, uh, you know, yeah, it's funny that it's from my first year, you know, I wasn't as good a defender as I was, but um, uh, it's a guy where you can just, you know, kind of see the talent coming out and, you know, it's cool to see him have a lot of success, but, um, you know, fortunately I've tried to put myself in a position where um, I hope to, 
you know, be able to guard those type of players today. You know, it's uh, obviously he's gotten a lot better. And, you know, it's, I'm excited to kind of put myself in a position to be able to match up and, you know, see those guys in a practice and uh, hopefully try and uh, shut them down. So it's cool to be able to see guys like that prosper, and especially from, you know, a smaller school like that, um, seeing guys be able to get to where they want to be. It's, it's really great to see. And, you know, where the guy has come from, uh, you know, a smaller school and now got to this point, it's, it's great to be able to, uh, you know, see other guys be able to do that. If if I can really quickly, so yesterday this clip that went viral on the internet that Corey actually posted on our no ceilings thing was Macal Bridges talking about development and ceilings and you know him coming into the draft as a little bit of an older guy. Uh, Drew, I won't beat around the bush here, but you're a little bit older here as a prospect, right? And I, I think sometimes very unfairly, guys who come into the league being a little bit older, they kind of get that label thrown on them, like, oh, he's the old guy. You know, we kind of know what he is, right? Which I, I think is unfair because throughout the course of this whole podcast today all we've talked about is the progress that you've made in your game over the over the years here in college and how you've literally worked on every aspect of your game and now you find yourself being a versatile weapon for usc and you guys are gonna you know fight to make a long run here in march and just wondering you know that type of stuff gets thrown around a lot right and they say that you're the ceiling is lower because you're older whatever what is your mentality heading into the to the nba i know you still have the season ahead of you but you know you are going to be older and people are going to be asking and saying things you know along those lines what what, what are you hoping to say to nba teams to kind of get them to realize like <laughs> hey man like i'm 23 but i'm not 50. i still think there's <laughs> right. room for me to grow what are some of the things you think you're going to be talking about yeah, I think the biggest thing for me has been progression. You know, I think a lot of guys like um, even Duarte a few years ago kind of got the like the oh he was in JUCO at some point narrative, and uh, you know he's still kind of heading toward that peak. And uh, the biggest thing I think is progression and just kind of watching how my game has changed over the last few years. Where I think a lot of guys who stick around college hypothetically, um, you know, too long, they kind of have the same game every year. And I think that where my game has changed um, is the biggest thing for me. You know, I think. Uh, a key is coming in is also that once again, like we touched on, I'm not going to be that, you know, kind of raw talent. I think I'm experienced enough. And once I get past, you know, that learning curve of understanding the different play style and the pace and all that stuff, I think that, you know, I can be an impact player and, you know, as much of a plug-in piece for whatever a coach needs me to do as I can be. So um, I think that um, my shtick is heading toward uh, the, the game style and the position list. And I think I fit that mold, um, you know, to a T. So I think that that's something where um, I've got a lot of room to go in my game, but I think that, you know, I've got a great uh, kind of framework and structure to be able to help a team in that way. Yeah. You know, we, we always end um, our shows going back to kind of like the, the Wolf of wall street thing by doing a, a, a segment called sell me this pen where we kind of give a little elevator pitch. Uh, for for the prospects that we cover but since we have you here on on the show if you were giving an nba team you were telling them you know they're telling you sell me on drew peterson as a prospect how would you sell an nba team yourself um i think the biggest thing is i'm heading toward the exact trends of the league uh the positionless aspect and i think that uh much less, you know, it being a raw thing, I'm experienced and I'm proven. And I think that I can come in from day one and make an impact uh, regarding uh, just not having as big of a learning curve as uh, others would. And, you know, I think that's uh, something where, you know, they talk about me being 23. You know, I think that even by, you know, a kid who's 20 and when he's going to be 23, what do I look like? Well, I'll be 26 and I'll have another three years of putting on weight and getting to my peak and uh, tightening up that handle and, you know, learning everything. So I think it's uh, it's something where, uh, I think my game style suits kind of where everything's heading in the in the league. So I think uh, that's that's going to be the pitch uh, that that makes the most sense for me. So, and I truly believe it. I'm, I'm excited to see. We're sold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, your your game's a lot of fun. You play with flair. You do a lot of things that NBA teams are are looking for. And you know, I think that it's easy to see why you made it to USC, you know, going, looking at your team this year, looking at, you know, both Mobley's, you know, guys who can make, you know, the, the right reads and make quick decisions and, and provide versatility on both sides of the floor. Uh, you know, it's clear in, in your game and, um, 
you know, your whole team this year has has been a lot of fun to watch. Even, you know, if guys like myself in New York on on the East Coast have to, you know, maybe stay up or, or watch a replay to to do it. But uh yeah, I so thank you for for coming on the show with chopping it up with us today. Um, you know, if you need if you have like social media or anything, you know, let the people know where they could find you when, you know, you're not playing on um, you know, TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram, Drew.Peterson11. Twitter, DrewPeterson23. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> appreciate you coming on, Drew. Yeah, yeah man. I appreciate this, you guys. Had a lot of fun. This is, a, this is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if people didn't know your game before, you know, they definitely will now. So uh, would love to do this again. Good luck the rest of the way um, throughout this year. And, and um, you know, hopefully you have a a nice couple of months, you know, extending your season going forward. That's the goal. That's the goal. Really appreciate it guys. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Make sure that you leave a five-star review, a rating, share it with your friends, all the good stuff. Subscribe to no ceilings, It's completely free. Get the content delivered every single day. Um, and we will be back again next week with another episode. Make sure to stay tuned tomorrow for, uh, both of the Tylers. Until next time, we're out.